Welcome to Indie Beauty Radio with your host, Rachel Whitaker, founder of the Indie Beauty Delivers community. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Indie Beauty TV. I think it's my 22nd this year, so that's like <laughs> super, sounds super daunting, actually. I can't believe we've done 22 episodes. Um, and it's, I'm not on my own today, there's no solo episode, I'm joined um, by the wonderful Yvonne Bradley from Big Me Up Media, um, and Yvonne is here today to talk to us about um, the more traditional side of media. We're going to talk newspapers and magazines, TV, radio, and how as huge brand founders you can use those in your business. Um, so my name is Rachel Whitaker, I'm the host of Indie Beauty TV. I am the founder of the Indie Beauty Delivers community and you can find me over on Instagram. You can go and join my amazing email group by going to my website and just signing up to my blog. And if you love Indie Beauty TV, you can go over and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I can't believe I'm still saying that. So proud of this. Uh, Where you'll be able to, over time, pick up all the episodes all in one place and catch them up. So thank you very much for joining us, Yvonne. Oh, thank you for asking me. I'm really excited. Oh, it's brilliant. I've known Yvonne for, I was thinking about this earlier, Yvonne, as we were, um, as I was uh, sort of planning. Um, and I think now I've known you for about eight years. Yes. I remember the first conversation we had. I was in San Diego and um, I got up at like 4.30 a.m. or something to speak to you. Oh, I realize you were over there. Oh, that's really good. That's yeah. Good. I went back to bed afterwards, but... Yeah, <laughs> with all the partying. Um, but yeah, so we met, yeah, we kind of got in contact about eight years ago. Um, and uh, when I first started my business and, and I left the world of working for other people and launched on my own, I was desperately in need of a business coach and mentor who could help me reach, uh, reach my audience and establish myself as an expert. And Yvonne was the person that I chose as my mentor. So hence why I know her and uh, we mentored and now we're super friends you often see Yvonne yes. <laughs> and Yvonne Sicilianne on my Instagram stories when we go out and do our kind of monthly kind of networking events where we uh, we, we uh, cheer each other's problems through and help each mm-hmm. other um, so Yvonne I'm gonna let you introduce uh, yourself and sort of talk about your media heritage if you like okay and um, well I'm Yvonne Radley from Big Me Up Media and I mean god I've been a writer for over 30 years so I started way back when <laughs> god how long was it isn't it, it must have been 1990 which you know when I first started out as a journalist we still use the old typewriters and I did all my training at the Loughborough Echo then I went to work for the National Press for about five years um, and then I went into radio so it's quite unusual that people normally journalists stay in one genre but I did hop around I did a little bit of TV radio I also worked for the magazines because it was at the time of the magazine explosion as well and then nowadays of course we've come into the social media explosion where I'm marketer and I work online and I'm a blogger um, so kind of everything and in between all of that as well I was a freelancer and did some script writing work as well so I've kind of done everything in <laughs> the vast number of years that I've been doing this it's funny you're talking about how long ago things seem. I wrote a blog last week and admitted in like the first paragraph that when I first started working, it was in a time um, before social media and even in a time before we used email. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it just blows your mind when you think about how far uh, we've come along. since. Then. I used to spend all my time in the library, like referencing stuff. Tra- tracking people down the library and births marriages and deaths trying to find people now you just google their name or google them on like put them on facebook and there they are it's made it a brave new world social media yes. but actually one of the things that i think is a really good point to start a place to start is that we do have social media now we mm. can reach people on like all over the world and it's absolutely wonderful and it's kind of free for most of the time or we can make it free most of the time so what is an interesting question to look at the more traditional medias like mm. newspapers, like TV, like radio, like magazines, and say, is there still value in PR and exposure in those mediums? Well, I would ask you straight away if uh, Richard Branson or Mark Zuckerberg were offered 
um, to be on the front page of the New York Times or Esquire magazine or Entrepreneur magazine, you know, do you think they would jump at it? Of course they will. <laughs> um, and so getting into traditional media and you see people do this with books all the time. They try and get on the you know, New York Times bestseller list, that kind of thing. What getting in the traditional media does for you is it validates you. It gives you an air of authority. It gives you that expert status. Um, and it's kind of sanctioning you. It's the newspaper and the editor and the journalist saying this person should be listened to. And so from that point of view, it's a really good thing to get traditional media, especially with the press. Mm. Um, the other thing is with radio, putting yourself with a brand like the BBC, even though it's an older demographic, you know, the BBC is a massive brand. And if you can associate your company with the BBC by getting on even local BBC, um, then that is very valuable. Again, you're sanctioned by the BBC and everybody that's going to work with you in the future, whether that's partners or clients, knows that you are validated and you are somebody worth listening to. So it's that air of authority and expertise that it's really valuable for. And it's really, and it is really powerful stuff, isn't it? I mean, so yeah. much so that, I mean, Yvonne taught me this many years ago, um, and I've made it part of my strategy that at least once a quarter, I will get published somewhere. Yes. Um, and whether that's because I'm writing an article or, or, or contributing to an article. Mm. When I put that out there, people do associate you with that organisation that's greatly admired or that's headed up by somebody who's really, really knowledgeable in the industry. And you get mm. that association, um, you get to use it in your marketing, yes. <laughs> you get the kudos. And it is really, really powerful, so much so that, uh, that I, you know, I, like I say, I put it into my strategy. Mm. And it's just as powerful for beauty printers. You need to be the experts and you need your followers to see you as experts to trust you. And I'm going to hand over to Yvonne because she's the best person to talk about this. <laughs> Yeah, you have to have people, you know, you, you want your clients to know, I always say know, love and trust you nowadays. It's not enough to just know, like and trust you. They have to know you, they have to love you and they have to trust you. And becoming that person of authority um, and also being that authentic person as well, which social media allows us to be nowadays. You know, we have a lot of video and so it's very easy to show up as not just the brand, but the person behind the brand as well. Mm -hmm. Oh no, that's, that's, that's really interesting. So I get we, loads of people ask me about, you know, the value of the more traditional presses. Mm. Um, and one of the biggest questions that always comes up is just how? Oh, okay. <laughs> told me who's got this wonderful brand that I believe in passionately that makes these amazing products. How do I start to even begin to think that I can gain exposure in these mediums? I think that is probably one of the biggest things uh, to overcome because when, like to me, that seems like, like, because I know how to get in the press, I never really think about, oh, you know, because it's so easy. It's so easy to get in the press. Uh, that to me, there's no obstacle. But then I've been working in it 30 years and I've been on the other side of the fence. And I do understand from the clients that I work with that the biggest thing that will hold you back from getting in the press is you yourself and your confidence. And you will think, I don't have a story to tell. I, I, who am I? I'm not worthy. All these fears come up. If I said to you and your clients now, right now, right, do you want to go live on li uh, five live this afternoon and, and debate the beauty industry? Very few of you, because I've done it on my live events, very few of you will put your hands up and say yes. Um, because we're hit immediately with that terror that we may say something silly, we may get something wrong, we may say something like we might have strong views about something that other people don't necessarily agree with because we're ahead of our time. And so all these fears start cropping up in your mind and, and eventually we don't do anything, we just procrastinate. But literally, if you want to get in the press, uh, the first thing to do is just blooming email whoever you want to get in the press with. And I highly recommend starting local, you know, local BBC, local newspapers and magazines, local television. Email them with a great story idea. Um, don't send any attachments. Just email them a pitch. Keep it short and sweet. I always say three, three to four paragraphs is enough. Gives them an indication of what it is that you want to showcase. And I'm not talking about your products here. Um, mm -hmm what the story is and I'll get into to that I know you've got a question coming up uh, from one of your viewers uh, that's kind of asking about that but it's pitching them good story ideas in an email and then take it from there it's you know nine times out of ten they'll say yes 
Well, I, and, I, and I think that's a really interesting element of it. And because um, I always remember you saying this to me, uh, that as a journalist, you are, your job is to find an interesting story. Yes. It's to find a story that people want to hear. And I always remember you saying, particularly if you're uh, a sort of a, a local journalist, you're always looking to find a local angle on a national story. Yeah, it's called I writing know, national I very story. well. <laughs> yes, yeah, you're an A-star student. <laughs> so yeah, if there is a national story doing the rounds, then you definitely want to ride on the coattails of that with your local newspaper, local radio, local TV, um, and give a local angle to it. I mean, I'm at work mainly with the fitness, health and wellness industry. So one, just to give you an example, is, you know, when the annual obesity stats are out, I always say to my clients, phone up the radio station and give your take. Now, you can be in the yes camp and you could be in the no camp. You could say, yes, it's awful in our district, you know, in our region, in our county. Uh, this, this is a terrible thing that's happening. Or you could be in the no camp. No, it's not true. We're changing lives. We're doing this. We're doing that. What you can't do is sit on the fence. <laughs> You've got to be in one camp or another to get on radio or in magazines, TV. You've got to be opinionated. You've got to have strong opinions. Um, and so, you know, there will be stories that are akin to the beauty industry as well. Um, and I'm sure then you would fall on, you know, the yes or the no camp. But um, choose one and then phone up your local radio station. Yeah, and there's always big stories breaking yeah. in the industry and, and in the beauty industry, which is another reason why I'm always telling you guys to you know, keep your eye on what's happening in the industry and what trends are breaking. It could be stuff around sustainability or packaging or yes. uh, uh, the oils and uh, plastics. It can be mm -hmm. all those things. Um, and I think a couple of weeks ago, we had Melissa from Awake Organics on, and I'm sure you've watched that episode, guys, where she's launched a um, circular packaging scheme. Mm -hmm. that people can use their, her product, send it back, she cleans out all the packaging and she reuses it. Nice. And I think she's recently got really good press out of that. Yes. Really because it's so relevant at the moment that yes. people are really interested in an independent business doing something like that. So there's real power there. Yeah, and also popular culture. Look at popular culture. So things like music, books that are coming out, uh, films. Sometimes you can tap into a film. So I know that they just had the premiere of Toy Story 4. Um, I'm not quite sure how that... I'm sure there is an angle. There yeah, would be an angle. You'd, you'd find one. <laughs> I would find one. Um, so I would ride on the coattails of that. But let's think of a more obvious one. Um, there was the Marvel movie that came out recently. Forgive me, I'm not a big Marvel fan. And I can't remember the names of it all, but I know that it had a lead character who was a female. So that was quite unusual. Um, so as she goes down the red carpet, you know, you could look at her and look at her skin and the makeup and then you could comment on that um you could say oh my god she's doing you know she must be using xyz you know you guys are going to know more about that than me um my guys do it health and fitness wise they're like oh she must have been doing hit training to get those muscles or she's obviously done pilates and you can blog about it um and or just you know contact local radio stations again that kind of thing so you can tap into popular culture and obviously, if there's movies to do with beauty, uh, the beauty industry, then that's a given. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I have a little story that I always um, say to guys when they're worried about the press. And, and, and it goes back to the point that you said that it's actually far easier to get in the press than you think it's going to be. Because yeah. Because journalists are looking for great stories. Yeah. And um some of you know, some of you don't know that I also do a little bit of a gardening job. I have a little gardening business on the side. It's my hobby, <laughs> but it's obviously much more purely locally. But uh, this isn't something that's an international business. Obviously, I do it locally. And um, I once rang up our uh, local radio station and local TV station because there was a big story in the news all about the way that um, gardening is, is great for um, recuperation from major illnesses. Mm. I rang up and said, hey, I'm a local gardener. And when I was getting, uh, getting over cancer, I gardened and it helped me. Mm. Within uh, half an hour, I was on the radio. And three hours later, there was a, a film crew in my garden filming a little thing. And it was that easy, guys. Yes. It was just that I, I 
aligned my expertise with a national story and made it local. So yeah. it's that easy to do if you're, you know, if you're looking at your local TVs, radio stations and newspapers. Local is great for going national, I always say, because yeah. yeah, people like me, you know, when I was working for those nationals, I worked for a press agency. So I was working for all the newspapers in London, but I was based in the Midlands. Um, and one of my jobs on a Friday was to go through all the local papers and look for any kind of story that we could turn into a national story for magazines, newspapers, and we would sell it on to them. Wow. So there is this recycling that goes on in the media as well. Um, there's another thing I was going to say about that. Oh yeah, with radio, uh, radio quite often syndicate their news and their journalists to the local TV stations, particularly BBC. So a BBC reporter has to uh, go and uh, work for a year with the local TV station as well. And they share content. So if they've got a great visual thing like a garden and, and you telling your story um, that's a natural thing that they can syndicate out to the other journalists as well but then they'll also they will syndicate it to their national radio stations down in London so Radio 4, 5 Live that kind of thing if it's a great story that's going to go global or, or national then uh, yeah they share it. Oh that's really well no I that's really excellent then so there is uh, you know there is there are always and I would say this again to guys who are working with me um, we have a tendency when we launch brands because we have social media now to think that we care that that world is our oyster and that's true we should have the vision and, and want mm. to be international but we often forget that there are hundreds of thousands of people in a really local area to you who will be all your ideal customers or potential oh, customers of you yeah. so you can use it really not to overlook the local aspect but then also, if you do get a really good local one, the chances of you going national are still there. Bigger, probably, than if you, if you try and go national on your own, you're gonna, it's an uphill battle. It's like running a marathon. You're not gonna go out and run a marathon straight away. Do some 5Ks first. So get experience of giving them sound bites. Um, and I do keep talking about the BBC for several reasons. One, because it's a great brand for you guys to be associated with. Two, it's very easy to get on. Um, and three, they have a different license to commercial radio. So with commercial radio, they're licensed to play. This is a general thing. So let's say 50 minutes of music in an hour, 10 minutes of speech. And that includes the news, the presenter and the ads. So you can imagine it's nearly all music. I'm sure you've all listened. BBC is completely the opposite way around. It's almost 50 minutes of music, 10 min uh, 50 minutes of speech, 10 minutes of music. So if you get interviewed on the BBC, nine times out of 10, they'll invite you in the studio for an hour. And you sit there chatting away for an hour and they, they're not allowed to plug, but they do plug you. I had a client, she's um, 69 years old, she won't mind me saying that, and she's just opened a Pilates studio instead of retiring. She's like, I'm not ready to retire. So she's opened this Pilates studio. We pitched it to the local BBC Radio Manchester, which is a massive station. And she was on last week. Um, and they plugged her nine times. <laughs> they didn't, oh yeah, they didn't say, oh, it's, you know, the name of the studio and everything. But they said that she got a Pilates studio. They said her name and they said that she was in Sale, which is like a district of Manchester, mm -hmm. well, Cheshire kind of thing. Um, and so, yeah, she got massive plugs. And of course, she can leverage that now on social media as well. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's really the BBC is really worth going for. Well, it's really timely because uh, one of the brands that um, that I've worked with, but also everybody in my community knows, Phi B, um, yeah. were on the BBC. Um, I think not yesterday, but the day before. Oh, nice! Um, and they got a full in. They were invited into the studio yeah. and they sat there and they yeah. interviewed. Um, and they've been leveraging that today. I've seen yes. on their Instagram stories. So anybody who's watching that today, like, you know, watching us now, yeah. uh, go over and have a look because it's really interesting to see how they've used that and also the exposure that they were able to get. And this was the national BBC, not the local BBC. Nice. Really, really awesome. And I think the topic was around, um, I think it was really around just clean and natural beauty. I don't think it was anything bigger uh, no. or more specific than that. Yeah. Um, that's really, really interesting. Radio 4 Women's Hour is really worth listening to because you'll see the kind of stories that the national radio uh, companies 
you know, deal with. There was one recent, because a lot of my clients are into Pilates, and there was one last week about, oh, you're doing your Kegels wrong. You know, it was literally a whole debate about Kegels, and they had two experts on. Um, and it was all because they'd had another expert on a few weeks before, and, and they was kind of criticizing her, saying, no, that's wrong. So again, that yes camp or no camp. Yeah, um, yeah. So listen to BBC Woman's Hour, sorry, Woman's Hour on Radio 4. Um, you can get it on catch-up as well if you've got something like Alexa. You can, you know, I tend to go at five o'clock when I knock off, just go and sit and say, Alexa, play Woman's Hour today and, and listen. And Let's try that. I feel like I'm, I've got to the age where perhaps I can, I can listen to Woman's Hour. I love it. From there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, that's great. You know, that's good. So I think, I think the confidence thing that you mentioned is, is, is one. I think, uh, and we're going to talk about this in a minute, you know, what do I say? Mm. Down the route of there may be national topics um, that are happening, that are breaking news or that are breaking in your industry that might be able to, uh, you might be able to tag on to back up. Um, But the other one is who? Who? Okay, yeah. How do I know who I could contact? Well, if it's magazines, um, I highly recommend the features editor. Not Never go for the editor. The editors are too busy to talk to you. So features editor for a magazine, news editor for newspapers, and with radio, just go for the newsroom. Uh, because wow. in radio, you work shifts. Um, you have somebody on breakfast, somebody on mids, and somebody on drive time. And we all share the same email. So it's just newsroom. Um, email um but also you can get in touch with programming the producer of said shows depending on which show you want to go on um so you can you can pitch to producers as well okay cool okay what about um if we know um journalists who talk regularly about topics that oh, yeah. we could perhaps contribute to um should we be you know what should we be doing to try and get on their radars without kind of stalking them in any way yeah just cozy on up next to them twitter is a great place uh retweet them if you if you see that they are looking for a certain expert let's say they're looking for somebody who does recycling um then you might know somebody so tag that person just be super helpful share their content get on their radio make sure you've got lots of touch points with them and then when you've got a good idea pitch it to them and also obviously keep an eye on on their twitter feed put them on your twitter list to find out what kind of stories they are talking about and you've chosen twitter because twitter is the place where the journalists hang out yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. journalists and celebrities hang out on twitter all on twitter so yes if you if you are a fan of a of a particular journalist or you know a journalist who are talking regularly about the beauty industry um, then yeah, get following them and start having conversations and chatting and contributing and sharing. Yeah. And I guess the other thing that I always remember you saying is once you've if once you've made contact and you've helped uh, you know a journalist out mm. to continue that contact, you know, yeah, never let them go. You could become their kind of go-to expert. You will, as you will be their beauty expert, and they will always call you. And let's say they're on your local paper now as the. Um, the junior reporter in 20 years time they could be the head of sky tv they will take you with them wherever they go in their journey and who knows where that's going to be nowadays with the landscape changing completely you know so yeah so we've touched on uh, sort of t- local tv radio um and papers so what about sort of industry sort of glossy magazines or industry specific magazines because certainly for beauty brands um there is a, a continuing dilemma. As soon as a brand breaks through the surface, mm-hmm. what happens is they get bombarded by emails that come directly from the big glossies. Okay. Saying that um, if they pay so much money, they'll have a picture on a certain page all about uh, summer skincare or something like okay. that. And we're always... I always see it coming up in the groups that I'm a part of and the students that I work with. And they're like, should we pay for this or should we not pay for this? What would mm. you from this? And what would you be your advice there with those messages that are coming from the glosses? Normally, I would say don't pay for anything. However, 
The beauty industry is slightly different because magazines are made up of adverts for the beauty industry. So if you can afford it, because I'm a, you know, a lot of people I understand are like startups with you and one man bands. Mm -hmm. And I know that the price of advertising in a magazine is like sometimes 15K and upwards. It can be tens of thousands and it's really not worth it. You, you've really got to look at the return on investment and whether the units are worth it. Same with the giveaways. You'll see a lot of people saying, oh, can we get, I don't know, 10,000 units from you as a giveaway. You, you may go bankrupt just doing a giveaway, just to be in Marie Claire, it's really not worth it. So you've got to do the maths first and foremost. However, again, I probably would say, maybe start local and see how it works for you. But I mean, if, if you are getting approached and you have broken through, then you do need to elevate. So in your case with the beauty brands, there is definitely scope for doing some advertising with the brands, the magazines that you really want to be in, invest your money, maybe just with one particular brand that you know has got your ideal client as a reader. Mm -hmm. um, but then also there's lots of ways and you definitely want to do lots of ways of getting publicity without paying. And that is all because, again, to be that expert, anybody can take out an ad, guys. So there is no air of authority or expertise that is coming with the fact that you're advertising. They just know you've got money to advertise. Mm -hmm. um, getting in the papers and the magazines where you're not selling, no product placement. And this is the hardest thing for you to probably wrap your head around. You're like, yeah, but I've got this lovely moisturizer that I'm launching and I want to get it in the press. No, 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 no. You'll be blacklisted straight away. We don't want any product placement. Do your ads for your product placement, okay? The other thing is, the other problem with this is, let's say you get Marie Claire and you're doing an amazing ad deal and then you try to get editorial rather than advertorial. Newspapers are governed by very strict rules and they're not allowed to show favor to people that are paying them money. So if you want to feature in editorial in Marie Claire, don't do any advertising because they can't really, you're a paying client, it's gonna look suspicious. So spend your money on an ad where you don't really want to appear in the editorial. Um, go for the free exposure where you want to tell your story in, in those kind of magazines, which is why it's probably better to just advertise, I don't know, locally, but then again, you want stories local. I'll leave that for you to weigh up. To get <laughs> it's yeah. dilemma. Yeah. To get, in a, to, to get in the more glossies in an editorial rather than advertorial way, yes. same, rules, same rules apply. You, you, you need to be pitching an idea in um, that's topical, that's relevant to the audience of the magazine. Yeah, there's a couple of ways. And one of your um, people asked a question about this. Um, she was asking about um, getting publicity and, and kind of more exposure. I can't remember exactly what she said. I think it was um, clear. I think she was saying, how can you appeal to the to the media and increase right. your exposure? Yes. So the way that you appeal to the media and get more exposure is rather than product placement, you tell stories. And that can be your story or your client's story or you look at the issues. So let me explain what I mean by all of this. So we talked at the top of the hour about would Richard Branson go for um, you know, the, the front page of the New York Times? Of course he would. So when we think about Richard Branson, um, he, you know, we, we know that he's got all these virgin brands, um, but you know, he started in the music industry, then he went into planes and banking and broadband, and I've lost track of all the things that he does. But when we think of Richard Branson as a person, we think adventurer, explorer, because all of his press and PR was all around those crazy balloon rides that he did. And then in the latter years, of course, he's been doing the rocket ships and everything. So he's very a very adventurous soul. And when he gets press and PR, it, you know, he takes out an ad when he's got new broadband to tell you about, or a new cruise ship. Uh, but press and PR is all around stories about these adventures. Anita Roddick is one that your guys will resonate with. You know, she was an environmental campaigner uh, with the body shop. And so she always got press and publicity around that issue. 
and um, Tom's shoes you guys might be aware of you know you buy one pair you give one pair away and so think about your it's called sometimes your origin story how and why you started and it's quite often a personal thing to do with your own journey so tell that story often you always hear Richard Branson tell that story about how he went for a flight he got a date on the island I think it was Necker Island before he bought it the plane was cancelled and then he just got loads of people together and they chartered a plane and that's how Virgin Airlines was born. And I've heard that story so many times. The other story is when his mum took him to London and left him, I think he was seven or something, to find his own way home. And he did. And he's very resourceful. And so you want to repeat these stories in your own marketing and on your own website. Whenever you give presentations, tell a little story, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, and then it goes in. Um, but also, this is the kind of story that you want to be telling the magazines and the newspapers, particularly when you're trying to emerge as a brand. Because uh, it's those stories that people will remember you for, not what your cream's made of, that kind of thing. Yeah. The other thing is, um, it's very important to, sometimes your stories can be around what it is you stand for. And I was thinking about your, your guys. And so when you, when I think of the branding, these are some of the things that I spring to my mind that, that, that I've seen in the industry do it. So it's what you stand for and what you stand against. And, and this is more about issues. So it might be that you wage war on the plastics. And that is a great story, particularly if you can ride a national story as well. Uh, it might be that you wage a, a war against parabens, MLM companies, or it might be that you stand for equal rights and equal pay. Maybe you only employ women and you've got a cooperative going. That's fantastic. Richard Branson's mum, she has one in Morocco. Um, you could get publicity around that. Maybe it's about giving to a particular charity like Tom's Shoes. Um, and so if you've got these things in your business, you really want to be talking about them. And if you haven't got them already, think about putting them into your marketing structure. It's really worth getting a charity that is aligned with your brand um, and, and getting publicity around that. The other thing that you can do is niche down. I cannot stress this enough. <laughs> it's not enough to be known as a beauty expert. You really want to be a beauty expert in one particular thing um, and get quoted in magazines, get on radio and TV. Um, eventually, if you get known for one thing, and Rachel, you could probably reel off two or three people that are known for one thing, you know, eventually you're going to become an influencer, you're going to be offered book deals, you're going to be offered TV slots, you're going to increase your sales, you're going to change the world and have an impact. Um, so yeah, I would definitely look at doing that. Not product placement. I've said not product placement enough. <laughs> yeah, and and it is. And so I mean, if you want if you want examples of brands who've done that really really well recently, I guess you can look at um, uh, the Ordinary. So part of Desiem with uh, with Brandon Truax, who literally niched down to the fact that they were going to create these products that were full of incredible ingredients um, that the rest of the industry would charge a lot for because mm. they would away with it. Yeah. I don't know how much these things cost and I will take it to the market at the price that they should be. I, we, the, the margins that we charge are, are, are we challenge you know, an industry like that. You can look at Glossier and what Emily Bice did there and that she said, I'm not gonna follow retail. I'm not going to go down the retail route. I'm going to define my brand as an online direct-to-consumer brand. I love that. It's completely different. Yeah. Um, sort of in the industry at that time. So you can niche down. And it's interesting, Lucia, who asked the question, um, uh, was one of my rock stars last year. So oh. I know her origin story really, really well. And her yeah. brand grew out of a horrific skin sensitivity. Right. Which you know, nearly cost her a life bless her in a reaction yeah. to something. And she does a lot of work with the charities that support people who have Perfect. affliction. Um, and that's a brilliant story. You know, that, that is a, that's a, that's a horrid thing to happen, but it's a great story and reason behind your brand. Yes. There's one. Um, let me just get the app on my phone because I can't remember her name. Bear with me. <laughs> Caller. <laughs> what am I saying? Deliciously Ella. Deliciously Ella. Oh, yeah. 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 She started her company because um, she had, I can't remember what it was that she had, but she needed to change the whole way that she ate. Yeah, it was some kind, was it some kind of um, uh, chronic exhaustion? Chronic, so, yeah, yeah. Like, 
And so, yeah. yeah, your story is really powerful. And it really then, you know, your brand is your vibe, guys. And so think about what your vibe is and all those things that, you know, what you stand for, what you stand against. What you stand against is equally important as to what you stand for, mm. uh, whatever business you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's really, it's really interesting. And uh, I, don't, I think my guys probably get bored of me talking about how important their own stories are. And it's not necessarily, if you know, everybody's selling skincare, you have to find the thing that makes the, you a little, you know, you that bit different. And um, you tapped into it there about the, uh, the person that went, instead of going to retail, went online. You are all entrepreneurs. And so you can sell your entrepreneurial story as well. Mm. Um, and so think about if you are doing things differently, like my lady who was, you know, she's 69, she's 70 next year. She should be retiring. No, no, no. She's starting a brand new business. <laughs> she's challenging ageism. She's really against ageism. So she talked about that as well. I mean, age, oh my God, that's like a massive subject for you guys. Body positivity, massive, you know, it doesn't have to be directly linked to what it is that you sell. Uh, you just have no. to... And I think that's, that's a really good point because I think a lot of us get a little bit stuck mm. on the fact that we're a beauty brand and that we yes. support beauty all the time. Yeah. But as you've just explained, there are so many other things. And I'm just trying to think of somebody off the top of my head in beauty who, do, who does this. You're all going to laugh <laughs> because I'm going to bring up my stalwart example that I use all the time. <laughs> and it's Osmia Organics. Um, and if you go and check those out, you'll see that that um, what Sarah Villafranco does as a founder there is she talks, she's got amazing skincare, but she talks about those wider issues that, that are important to her. So she does a massive thing about going gray naturally. Yeah. Um, and she does, she talks a lot about going, getting to that point of her life where things are beginning to change. And she's yeah. open about that because it sits alongside the beauty. She's very into her fitness and she shares that kind of thing. Yes. And it balances out the beauty, but it just makes her a more rounded person that you can kind of grab hold of and say, oh, I really like you and love you. Exactly. When you do this, when you put yourself out there in this way and share what your beliefs are and everything, you are going to pull some people closer to you and you are going to lose some. That's fine. It's called polarizing. Uh, But that's fine to lose the ones that we don't want because you're going to pull your crowd closer to you. I'm just thinking as as you were talking there, there was a couple of really contentious ones that have come up recently recently that are not necessarily associated with the beauty brand one is the abortion laws uh, which lady gaga spoke out about very voraciously um if that was something that you felt strongly about you could get on the platform and, and use your platform to highlight the women's issues there um, and talk about that which you might be horrified at but it is a global story um and you are most of your clients i believe are women and so you know those women's issues we really need to 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 talk about and highlight Uh, flexible working hours is another one Um, donald trump (laughs) when he came to england and and just generally anyway we've managed to get him into this how did we do that sorry (laughs) i just can't wait for boris to be the Prime Minister and the two hairstyles together, it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> there's, a, there's a story for you. Oh my God, the hairstyles. What Even we could do to help Boris with his male grooming. Oh God, yes, yes. Um, but you know, his attitude towards women is <laughs> dubious to say the least. You know, you could. Um, he could be somebody that you stand against. Not, I'm not even talking about politics here. Mm. I'm just talking about you know speaking out uh, and tapping into those wider issues. Things like bullying and, and confidence, Amnesty International, you know, there's lots of women that are in captivity, held against their will still, you know, that kind of thing. Honour marriages. There's just so many issues. Um, and it depends on what you, and, and that would go to the charities, you know, if you felt strongly about a certain issue, then that might be a charity that you would support and then you would talk about it as well. And you might donate your products to those women, that kind of thing. Yeah, so what you're saying is, and it comes back to the point you made really early on in this, is that if you want to get, if you want to be sort of appeal to media, you have to have a stance, you have to have a side. You can't just go down that middle ground and ignore everything that's happening around you. You've got to choose those things that you want to speak up about and speak up against. Yes. That's what makes you attractive to the media because you've got something to say. Yeah. And your point again, and this is one that I get asked loads and loads and loads is, yeah, but I don't want to put people off. And you're saying, put them off. 
get rid of it. everybody <laughs> yeah. yeah i call it staying on script um, and it goes back to my screenwriting days you know and i talk about bridget jones if you watch the bridget jones movie and she suddenly got a machete out and started killing people we'd be like what i thought i was in a rom-com and now i'm in this slasher movie you've got to stay in your lane and stick to your genre and be a 3d character we're only with bridget for 90 minutes and yet we know her life story we know her childhood we know her dreams we can map out her future for her as we go through the movie. So it's a 90 minute script and that's all you have really with your brand. You're a 90 minute script, so you have to stay on script, but you have to be strong, strong in your opinions. You have to tell us up front, because we've only got 90 minutes, what you stand for, what you stand against, and, and build your character so that we can see you. And it goes to social media as well. Uh, we have to see you. Otherwise, you're in the background and we don't see you. <laughs> We're doing loads of work in Rockstars at the moment on being a visible founder and it's oozing out into my social media to try and encourage the rest of my followers to do it. Yeah. It's not something we find very easy. No, of course not. But this, all, this is all really relevant to it, regardless of you know, whether it is, it's great to help you get into the press, but the same thing applies when you're on social media. Absolutely, yeah. So one of the questions that we also had um, was, uh, do we, it came up, you know, do we really need to spend money? And I think we touched on that earlier. And yeah. there are times when perhaps advertising is, wor it is worth it. Yes. But use the skills that we've talked about today to try and weasel some editorial. Yeah. I mean, I think there's um, certain times of the year that it's good to advertise valentine's day for the beauty industry christmas mother's day you know you'll know what your calendar is like they're just the ones that occur to me off the top of my head and so it might be worth taking an ad out on, on those special occasions um probably january you know as you hit a new year and people are looking at new goals as well um so yeah i would be strategic about when i did advertise and kind of tap into again it's almost tapping into those uh, stories isn't it it's tapping yeah. into those occasions you're likely to get more sales. Yeah. My, my favourite one at this time of the year is that everybody is thinking about going on holiday. Yeah. Guys, grab your pens. <laughs> Everybody's thinking about going on holiday and we all face the dilemma of what we're going to take in our little pouch on the plane. Oh my God, yeah. If we're not putting it in our suitcase. So there's loads of stuff that you can be doing with Future Brands now to sort of say that your travel size um, that you can go in on, you know, on planes. Look, Cosmo would love that, Cosmopolitan. You should pitch that as an idea. There you go. Which one yeah. of you the first one to do it? <laughs> you race off now and do it. But yeah, because it's the same thing. There's always things happening around you that yes. you can latch onto that just makes you more relevant. Yeah, definitely. Therefore, stand out at that specific time. So yes. plan your calendar out a little bit along those, yeah. along those lines, really. So another question that we had was, and, and can we do this? Can we DIY our own sort of media PR? Um, and do you think there's a point where we should start paying a PR agency to be doing it for us? Um, I totally recommend doing it yourself. Um, because it's, it goes to that authenticity, doesn't it? People, journalists, oh God, we get like 100 emails a day minimum. And it's all boring PR companies. I don't recommend a PR agency until you become a massive brand and you need a marketing person that deals with that side of things then fair enough and they'll sort out you know all of your your glossy magazine adverts and all of that but i think that's way down the road when you've got a lot of money to spend i think initially um because pr agencies they they send stories out right and they literally have tick boxes so maybe you're paying them to send it to 20 magazines let's say well on those magazines you might have things like tv times radio times it's like they're not interested they just fill out a quota it's some kid in london <laughs> sound very derogatory now but i know how it works you know it's some some graduate who's just left university filling out his quota um doesn't really look they don't match up the press release with the thing whereas when you're doing it it's your business you know which magazines you want to be in uh, you know which radio stations you want to be on it's a very bespoke service that you're giving yourself and you're gonna you're not gonna waste your time you're gonna target specific ones that are more likely to use you and so i highly recommend doing it yourself a the journalists are more likely to read it because we get pitched by pr people all the time and it's usually rubbish um 
and B, you just got more chance yourself. There are a couple of PR agencies that we do use very reliably. One is Associated Press and the other is the Press Association. Um, but general PR agencies, they go to the bottom of the pile, in my experience. Yeah, so yeah, it's definitely something that, that you don't need straight away. I, you know, you, if you want to get them, you can get them later when you can afford them. But yeah. there's no reason, there is no hurdle or warning no. to climb over or anything like that. You can get your own PR from the moment you even, before you even launch your brand, if you yeah. want. Yeah, the whole story of you know launching a brand and the yeah. of launching a brand or leaving your corporate job and yeah an ethical brand or something. So even before you even start, there's still room yeah. for, for you to generate your own PR. And now, you've, got oh, go on. you've got more chance as well than having if you hire a PR agency, you're you're you've not got that much chance. But doing it yourself, I'm gonna notice if Rachel sends me an email. Um, because I'll be like, oh, what's this? This is different, it's going to stand out in my email, yeah. It, it, and, it, and like you were saying, it's much more authentic, isn't it? And yeah. it's more real, it's like a real person saying something, telling a real story, a real local person, yeah, yeah. Now, something we haven't touched on, um, but uh, I'm going to mention it, um, because it's a really good example of a brand, um, who is, is you know, isn't anything huge. But one of my rock stars this year, Anne, is based out in Mansfield, actually. She's quite local to us. Um, and she writes a regular beauty column for one of her local magazines, which yeah. has a distribution of probably about 25, right about 100,000 people or something, actually, wow. around, around a certain area. Um, and she write, you know, she, she sort of just pitched to them and said, I'd love to write you an, a, a regular column all about skincare. And they just went, yeah, great. Yeah. No one doing that for us. Yeah. I mean, yeah, quite often they will do. And you'll all have, there's one in particular called Life Magazine, which is like a regional magazine. So it's worth checking that out and pitching an idea to them. Um, but there's lots of little magazines. Go on Google and search for your area. And then, like I say, it's the same, just email them. Now with local magazines, then they probably do only have one person working for them, the editor. So in that case, you can, you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> it just goes to show that you don't, when you're thinking about press and media coverage, it doesn't even have to be a one-off. There are actually chances that you can become a regular contributor. Yeah, I've got um, a client, Pamela Windle, who um, is a hypnotherapist and she uh, specializes in the menopause and a hormone treatment as well. And she has just started doing a regular slot on BBC Radio Nottingham. She's local to us, BBC oh, Radio Nottingham. Yeah. Um, and so she's going in there monthly and doing like, you know, equivalent of a column for them. So. Yeah, I used to write uh, a monthly color, a monthly article for Nottinghamshire Life. Yes. Um, which is a terribly, it's a terribly upmarket magazine. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Very, very nice. Very hard to get hold of. But I would write a gardening article every month. It would be topical in line with Easter or, or whatever, you know. And, um, but, but again, it was easy to get. I just sent an example so to, the, to, to them and said, I'd love to write for you. Yeah, that's um, all you want. I think you have to understand that you're not going to get paid for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> This is all about, you know, publicity and, and gaining that, that sort of expert position and that um, uh, sort of endearment and, and sort of from, from the magazines and things that you're writing for. Yeah. You are doing it for the love of, love of your own job and brand. But yeah. Exposure. Definitely. And then you can leverage that on social media. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to come back to that in a second. So we picked, we hinted at it a minute ago. I just want to pick it up and just make sure um, that people really get this side of things because where you get featured and the uh, organisations, magazines, radio stations that you target is really important, isn't it? You, yes. It's not just put it out there to everybody. There's no. Like, needs to be real thought there. Yes. I mean, some magazines they don't like it if you pitch lots of ideas to lots of magazines. They like exclusivity, which can be time consuming because magazines are very slow at coming back to you. Uh, I've had one client, it, it, she, they took her idea and they, it was two years in the making kind of thing. She'd written it and delivered it to them and it was two years later that it was published. Oh. 
I know. It was a Mother's Day story. So it was supposed to be on, on the year that she did it. But then something else happened. I think it was like a national thing. And then they managed to get an interview with somebody. It was a woman. And then they, so they dropped my client's story. But it was so good that they used it the year after. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so they will hang on to stories and, and, and use them, you know, when the time is right. And you want to focus in on those kind of organisations that, that are, that your ideal customer is reading. What oh, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. And, you know, there's no point going in the radio times if, uh, if you know, your, your demographic is, is sitting in Vanity Fair. Exactly. Uh, it's a very different, it's a very different, so you really need to be, you know, focusing on, on where you're going to put them. The other thing we haven't mentioned at all is there are loads of online publications. Yeah. So you, so there's the, there's the media that's sort of out there in the traditional uh, sort of sense. Um, but there's loads of online stuff. I mean, I write for online for Beauty Matter, um, and then I've contributed to people like Beauty Independent, and it works much faster with them. Oh God, yeah. So I sent yesterday an article to Beauty Matter, and they're in the in New York, and overnight I've just had a reply going, yeah, it's going out, and it's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The online ones can be really, really fast and really good. Yeah, Huffington Post is another good one and Thrive. They're both online newspapers, magazines, you know, and they have beauty sections in them. And so definitely worth doing some research. There's somebody I know who's in beauty who, who writes regularly for Huffington Post. And I'm, I'm, they're going to kill me that I can't remember their name. But, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's another great brand. If you can say that you're a Huffington Post contributor, that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. It gets yeah. you in the door, you know, if you want to do joint venture things with like your local authority or something, say you want to go to one of their wellness days and put a stand up. If you can say, well, I write for the Huffington Post, I'd really like to be at your event. It's that air of authority again. It's going to open doors for you. Many more opportunities. My list of ones to be published. In. Yeah. <laughs> I've forgotten about them. They're, going <laughs> down. They're definitely going down on my list. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, another question. I, we always get asked about P uh, press releases. Okay. Uh, it always comes up. I see it all the time in the groups. Uh, you know, how do we how do we deal with a press release? How, how you know what? How do we send it in? What does what does it need to look like? How far in advance does it need to be? I mean, I've got a template and guide that I can send to you, and you can share it in the group if you like. But oh, cool. yeah, but basically, because there's a lot of detail that you need in a press release, um, you want to though copy and paste the press release into the body of your email don't send attachments don't send photographs i'm sure a lot of your guys you want to send photos because you've got beautiful images high resolution and you probably had them professionally done don't send images if they want images they'll come back and they'll ask for images but all it does is clog up remember we get over 100 emails a day so you imagine how many times your computer might crash with all the blooming attachments especially in radio because we have a lot of audio attachments as well so don't send attachments just send the basic press release and then at the bottom of the press release we have a section called editor's notes which is where you put a lot of the contact information a lot of the bump stuff they need to know they need to know how many uh, products you've got, how many countries you supply to, that kind of thing, how many awards you've won, what your website is, mm. contact information. That all goes at the bottom in the editor's notes. So the top is nice and clear for the pitch of your story. And it's probably only five, six paragraphs long. One of the biggest mistakes people make is they waffle on for ages. We haven't got time to read your essay. Uh, give us it in a nub and, and then let us make a decision. Mm. No, that's really good. Yeah, if you agree, if you would share the template, that would be absolutely awesome because, um, again, we do so much as beautypreneurs and founders. Um, many of you are winning awards. Many of you are being invited to speak at certain things. Um, and they should all be going out as press releases, oh, really, yeah. um, particularly sort of, you know, to, the lo to your local area yeah. and, uh, and get stuff. You know, there shouldn't be anything that you're winning, being awarded, being invited to that you're not talk trying to talk about and use as, as a, an opportunity for PR. Awards are great because when you get through to the finals, that's one story. Um, and then when you are chosen as the finalist, that's another story. So you get two bites of the cherry with that one. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Give us, I've got two things left. One you started talking about was ideas for stories. So yeah. Give us what you, because I think we've probably touched on quite a lot of them already, but just give yes. us a Yeah, it was mainly around that, you know, your, your own story, having your own story. Um, 
like we said, just go local, really. Um, and things like the popular culture, the, the cinemas, the books, the music, that kind of thing. Um, for example, I know, does your guys ever do like fashion as well or is it just beauty? Uh, it tends to be just beauty, but they are, but a lot of them are, in, you know, are, are fashion conscious and it's part of what they, their yeah. research. So obviously there's going to be trends, you know, each season brings its own colours, well colours, you know, colours, trends, that kind of thing. People like Lady Gaga, you know, she is somebody that makes massive fashion statements every time she steps out. Mm -hmm. And when she was doing um, A Star Is Born, she took it right back to basics. And she was only ever seen really in jeans and white t-shirt. Uh, you know, none of the crazy outfits that she used as a PR exercise mm -hmm. to elevate her position in the first place. Mm -hmm. uh, but that is something that you can use. And you can use props yourself, whether you dye your hair blue or wear, you know, particular types of glasses or, always have a hat on or something you can use props to stand out especially if you want tv work something like that it's always good to have some kind you'll see people on tv all the time that kind of do it um so with story ideas yeah we talked about writing the national um stories as well and thinking about your stories like i mentioned uh, anita roddick richard branson and tom shoes and those issues that you're famous for so it's really tapping into all of that and um, the other thing you can do is awareness days weeks months they're always good to uh to tap into um there's going to be things that crop up in the calendar and what we just talked about uh, when it's best time to sell, you know, things like Valentine's, you know, if you could do a blog post when it's around Valentine's or an article for a magazine around Valentine's, we do have a planner um, that people can download if they want to on our website. Um, that's got, and it's mainly fitness, health and wellness, but some of it will fit with your guys. Yeah, um, yeah, we normally do. We normally do one at the beginning of the year, but actually, I don't think I put it on my calendar because I've got my calendar that's of the beauty events. Right. Beauty events and beauty awards. And I always used to have a back one that has awareness days on. I don't think I did that this year. Yeah. So I that because there's some brilliant ones. Yeah, I'll send you the link to the website because it's just on the top of the website, bigmeupmedia.com. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. Download it. Now, even though we're halfway through the year, you're gonna get six months of, of the ones yeah, that are half a year's worth. Yeah, yeah, but also you'll get, you know, January to June as well. And they always repeat. So mm. you'll be able to see what's gonna likely to come up. The days may change ever so slightly. Yeah. Uh, but you'll be able to see, you know, when I'm just thinking of things that are coming up actually that are probably relevant to to you guys would be um, normally in September, I think the Soil Association do a a week, a week around organic beauty or something like that. So we're going right. to their website. Yeah, organic week, organic months. Yeah, yeah, and then we get Small Business Saturday, don't we? Which is November time. Yeah. Near Black Friday, I seem to remember. Yeah. Another one. Um, sort and of there's lots of stuff around cancer, you know, breast cancer awareness. Yeah. So obviously that's a good time to talk about parabens, that kind of thing, plastics yeah 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 there's lo yeah so there's loads of things like that that are good story options mm. um yeah that's excellent yeah so it is really just paying attention being switched on to what's going on around yes um culturally what's happening culturally what's happening uh in the, in the sort of the media and the news what's happening mm -hmm. in your own industry yes uh, and also your own personal stories your origin yeah, definitely. Stories. there are options available we just had recently, I think it was either last week or the week before, because a lot of my guys got uh, publicity around it, Men's Health Awareness Week, mm. which you might think, yeah, but I don't, I don't do products for men. But, and my guys are the same, most of them sell to women. However, um, last year, Jane Thomas, who does Pilates, she got on the BBC for an hour talking about how good Pilates is for men, um, especially if they play golf, that kind of thing, or getting over an injury. And so, you know, your audience, even though it's mainly women, they all have dads, brothers, husbands, sons. And so it's a good time to give a different viewpoint about health uh, yeah. where men are concerned as well. Yeah. I think what we're saying is there's really no excuse for any no. of you out there not to get some kind of media... Uh, <laughs> we don't spin an angle regularly. Yeah, I do. Put it here. Make it part of your strategy every quarter that you will yeah. get some media exposure. 
we hinted at it earlier and that's what i just want to come back to because your exposure to, isn't limited to that day that minute that publication yeah we, we take that and we use it to continually take you know draw that out for as long as we can really yeah i mean if you get publicity this week put it out five times this week put it on twitter put it on facebook three times you know once in the morning a couple of days later in the afternoon maybe at the weekend that kind of thing um roll it out again in a week's time oh look at this what i was doing last week uh, in a month's time oh i was so proud to be featured on xyz last month six months time put it out again oh here i am <laughs> oh, that thursday i'm sure you yeah. yes tbt you could do it on you can just keep you know pulling these things out the other thing that you can do is, is you can have them to your website of course of course yeah and also um if you have a shop like if you're on the front page of your local paper or you're featured in marie claire you know get a lovely photograph put it in a frame and have it where people can see it on the reception or hanging on the wall that's always good mm. it's a talking point then people are like oh you've been featured in marie claire oh yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's not just a one-off your pr experience no. you can you can really really sort of you know make that work continuously yes for you um and, and really and really do that um Please tell us before we go. I'm just thinking, have we? Uh, I know that um, Jen had asked about getting get, getting on TV. Yeah, I've got some ideas around that. I don't know. I mean, do you, you do you know her well? Do you know why she would want to go on TV? Uh, uh, I think I think she, yes, yes. I think she's done some TV before, and she's very yeah. good at it, and she enjoys it, and so she's seeing an opportunity to maybe try and find something that's a little bit more continuous in that area. Mm. Um, a good way to get her expertise out there okay uh, i mean you should definitely go for the things that you enjoy doing so if she really loves tv then yes however um i would ask you know and, and it's the same with anything what's the end goal because if you think that getting on tv and tv is the hardest of all of the mediums you know if you think that getting on tv is going to bring in a flood of orders you're very much mistaken you'll get zero i can tell you now you'll get pretty much zero. However, you have got that authority. Um, it, you can leverage it in your marketing, on social media, on your website, like we've just talked about, um, you know, and, and you'll become known as the, the local expert. And there are local TV stations. So where we live, there is uh, TV, Nottingham TV. Nottingham TV. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so you probably have got, ours is based out of a building called Confetti, isn't it? Where it's like a little mini media centre. So if you've got similar in your town, it may be up at your local university, for example, um, find out your local media centre and go along and it's probably got a TV thing of its own. However, nowadays, I would say rather than trying to get onto national tv or local because if you want to slot on this morning i'm telling you now it's going to take you years to get to that stage you need to be in all the magazines you need to be an influencer you need to probably know some of the people that work on the production side of things it's a very very difficult thing to to get um you'd have to do a lot of work before a lot of work in radio before so better to cut your teeth on your local bbc because there, like I just said about my client, you know, she got a, a regular monthly slot, uh, slot on there so that she's in there and she can leverage the name BBC, which is ultimately the goal that you're going to do with TV is just leverage it. So there's easier ways. However, nowadays, I would say do your own TV because it's so powerful. Rachel's got her own YouTube channel. You've got IGTV now. I am all over stories instagram stories is where i hang out because i'm a news girl and so i love the documentary style i like it nice and raw i like to show behind the scenes as well as giving tips kind of thing and so um you, there's just so many places for you nowadays and if your end goal is to make sales i think creating your own tv channel you've got more chance of making sales and getting on thingy and um, internet tv like you were just saying there's loads of internet magazines now there's loads of internet tv you know some of your guys could create their own tv channel and set up your own tv channel yeah uh, get a consortium going and so i think radio is an easier gig <laughs> i don't want to put you off uh, but radio, radio is a lot easier that bbc brand is brilliant and don't forget podcasts yes yeah that yes we haven't mentioned that that's good media as well yeah good pr uh, media. yeah podcast yeah. that always looking to new guests 
if your end goal to get on TV, which is why I asked you what you think her end goal is, if your end goal is to make sales, I think you'd make far more many sales getting on podcasts that are aligned with what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you'll get on, I don't know, like some kind of health and wellness one uh, where you can talk about your beauty products. So think about those joint ventures where you can tap into somebody else's audience because yeah, they... Podcast. That's important. Yeah, we haven't touched on those. Yeah. So I want to wrap up just very quickly with asking you to give, um, just tell people what Journo Request is, please. Okay, yeah. So Journo Request is a hashtag on Twitter. Hashtag Journo Request, J-O-U-R-N-O. And it's where freelancers, and then request, uh, it's where freelancers go. Uh, We call them stringers. Because nowadays, you know, (laughs) when I first started, we all worked in a newsroom. Nowadays, everyone works from home, really. And you only have, like, the features editor at at the, uh, the magazines and the newspapers. So a lot of them are on Twitter. Now, it's where they'll go. If their normal contact has let them down or they've gone on holiday and they need a quote fast, So you have to be very fast on Twitter to respond to them. Uh, So it's people looking for quotes, but it's also people looking for TV, um, sometimes radio. It tends to be more the print and TV side of things. Um, And they're looking for guests uh, to appear or maybe to write an article about certain things. So get on to hashtag journal request um, on Twitter and have a look at that. However... There is another one that I would say is more apt for your guys. Ooh, yeah. And, I like. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this goes to what I was saying about don't try and do product placement all the time. There is actually a hashtag that they want product placement. So they want you to give them giveaways for Mother's Day, Christmas, party ideas, all these different ideas. And it's hashtag PR request. So this is akin to journal request, um, exactly the same, but it tends to be PR agencies looking for free giveaways or woman and home are doing a Christmas special. Have you got any gifts that we could highlight and showcase? So that's a great one for your guys. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you very, very much. You're welcome. It's a pleasure having you on. Before you go, where can we find you? Because Yvonne is a, 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 a just, a mine of information <laughs> on branding and media and social media. So where can our guys go and follow you? I mean, the best place to follow me is Instagram and I am <laughs> Big Me Up Media. I love, I love Instagram. But my website is bigmeupmedia.com um, so you can check out what we do over there. Oh, that is brilliant. Thank you very, very much. Thanks everyone for watching as well. Um, another episode of Indie Beauty TV, my own TV station, because I thought that was the easier way of doing it. <laughs> um, if you've got any questions for Yvonne or me after you've watched, just pop them in the comments below. Tag me in um, and I'll get them to Yvonne. You can probably tag Yvonne in as well. But anyway, if you can't, just tag me in uh, and I'll sort you out. And I will pop a link in soon for the PR, uh, for the press release template. Yeah, press release template and guide in the planner. I'll send those over to you. That's awesome. Okay, guys, thank you very much. Loads of indie hugs and love. I'll see you all soon. Bye. The Indie Beauty Delivers community is a place for beautypreneurs across the globe to network, learn and share. You're invited to join in on Facebook, Instagram and sign up to Rachel's special email group to receive weekly blogs packed full of expert tips. Visit IndieBeautyDelivers.com to sign up.